Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off Normal Again and Entropy. So this week, we took the first ever official Sunnydale Stacks poll, and uh, we asked our listeners, what's really going on in Normal Again? Was Buffy just poisoned by that demon and made to think she was in a mental hospital? Or is Buffy really in a mental hospital in the Sunnydale... uh, Hijinks are a product of her sick mind. I'm scared. I'm actually surprised mm-hmm. uh, at the results. 65% of people res- who responded said that they think that uh, Sunnydale is real. Okay. And the demon's poison made her uh, hallucinate that she was in a mental hospital. Okay. That is less than I thought. Yeah, I'm surprised. They're 35, right? That's the Yeah. Yeah. Huh. A lot of people really uh, think the entire series is just saying elsewhere. You- I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's it. They make, and obviously we're going to go over the episode mm-hmm. here in a second. They, yep. they make it very convincing, but it's hard to take that opinion when you're like, this thing I love doesn't exist, but I'm so emotionally invested in everything well, that's happening. And the other thing is, to me, like, that for like any 15 year old to like have that much. Uh, story writing prowess and characterization. We've established with her SAT score. She's very smart. But there's a difference between smart and being able to like create a a whole production in your mind with B (laughs) stories and, you know, casts and special effects and all this. Really Actually, elaborate stuff. What I think is the most uh, persuasive argument I've ever heard, mm-hmm. uh, Alan responded that, like, if this wasn't real, mm-hmm. what about Angel? The show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's just uh, a thing <laughs> that she thought about sometimes that wasn't real, that she wasn't there for most of the time. That went yeah. on while she was, quote unquote, dead or in a relapse. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah, and there's also the thing of, like, why would she, I'm sure you could have some argument of, like, well, it's to further her delusion. Like, why would she have, like, scenes that take place where she's not there? Right. And, yeah, whole plot lines. So, yeah, very surprised that so many people uh, chose normal again to be real, because... But there is possibly some support because, um, I want to, I know it's somewhere in my notes. Uh, but when, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller went back to, uh, the, the soap opera she had started on, they had some line about how, and this was like in 2011, cause it was mm. like the last episode or like the last season of the soap opera. They had some line about how she was at a mental hospital for a couple of years. Ah. So it's like, so maybe it's all in the, like, soapiverse. Like, expanded universe. Mm -hmm. Nice. Now let's head into the Sunnydale Stacks and open the books on Normal Again. (music) 
she's got a smart plan here. Mm-hmm. She's checking out the newly rented places in Sunnydale, looking for the trio. Mm-hmm. Solid. I like the the listing of new rentals as if it's a blockbuster video. <laughs> that's awesome. I guess that's. I'm nitpicking. How would you? It's easy to look up places that are vacant. Mm-hmm. Harder to look up places that were vacant yeah. but have recently been rented. But you know, Willow's smart. And sure I'm sure there's some kind of out. real estate, you know, database Website. or something. Something the housing, whatever you have to mm-hmm. file leases with. Yeah, sure, go with that. Lisa, uh, Lisa, Lisa, the lease housing lady. Good job, Mike. I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Jonathan's unhappy. And he's, he, this endears him to me. He's got Mm -hmm. like PTSD from, you know, the murder. Yeah. The, the murder he was a party to. Um, he doesn't like that they have to... Well, first off, the other two went off and did, like, mm-hmm. a supply run without him. He's feeling... He's got cabin fever. Yeah. Uh, and I like he wants to go in the rest of the house, and Andrew doesn't understand what it means to be underground. <laughs> That's figurative. <laughs> uh, Buffy arrives at the house, uh, and Andrew, Mr. Demon Calling Guy... Mm-hmm. Uh, takes out his didgeridoo. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a very nice didgeridoo. Mm-hmm. I like the word didgeridoo. I'm going to keep saying didgeridoo. Didgeridoo-don't. <laughs> uh, and this calls up a waxy-faced Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. He's really just, just super creepy. It, like that face is no good. I'm impressed with the, you know... Like, almost every week, they have to come up with some kind of new demon. Mm-hmm. And I'm always impressed at, yeah. like, the variety that they're able to come up with. There's and, a couple ones where you're just like, you've just got just an ugly mask on. Yeah. It's just like a, a werewolf, but he's got a lizard. Um, but, yeah, and also to kind of keep it in the same realm where it all feels yeah. like it could be in the same universe. Because it would mm-hmm. be very easy to make something too comical looking or too, like... Gnarly and mm, too adorable. (laughs) Fat alien slug. Oh, cute little guy. (laughs) So this thing looks like it's been dipped in wax. Mm -hmm. I don't want to touch it. He looks like somebody took some Masters of the Universe figure and like partially melted him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, The only thing that is not super original is he's got a Polgara skewer. Yeah, they really like that demon skewer... Polgara skewers, it's so hard to say, Polgara skewers and snakes everywhere. (laughs) They're just constant, and like, couldn't it just be, couldn't have been like a quill out of like the side of his arm or something? I mean, it kind of, yeah, but it's... But like, not like coming out like one wolverine claw, but like something coming out of the side or... I don't know. Delbo. And when she's poked with this skewer, we flash to Buffy being held down by a couple of orderlies and getting a shot in her arm. Is this like her secret fantasy? No one's. No one's. I'm sure some of them's. I'm sorry if we've offended you. I'm fairly certain that I knew about this episode before I saw it. I think this is another one someone had told me about. Mm -hmm. Um, I can only imagine the surprise at seeing this for the first time. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What do you, this better not be a thing that's going to carry on for the rest of the show. 
like you usually you get flashes of more like, not like when she gets like um uh prophetic stuff mm-hmm. it's either in the same universe clearly yeah. or it might even look more fantastical because mm-hmm. you don't have any context for what's going on in the future yeah it's something more abstract not something like much more mundane and just kind of depressing <laughs> Right. Um, what was the one where, oh, um, freshman when, she, no, uh, the roommate one, living conditions. Yes. Where she, she would get the dreams where like she's drinking blood and stuff that mm-hmm. you're like, gross. Yep. <laughs> but same universe. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden this is a totally different thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, and it's even shot differently. It, mm-hmm. Like it's, the look of it is very different. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, you know, I don't want to use the, term institutional <laughs> well but it, like it, it it's is very cold. drab it's yeah. cold yeah. yeah willow meanwhile is at school practicing her casual run-in with tara oh, not casual at all it's <laughs> so cute uh and i it, i practice like so many of my conversations I'm just, <laughs> she's like oh do you want to meet up with um snuggles and gay guests gay sex <laughs> yep no, that's it's weird because you use that same line for so many of your conversations it's like no Kristen, that doesn't work with your like relatives <laughs> it's a weird ask of you know uncle mort <laughs> Uh, so she spies Tara 1,000% flirting with that girl. Uh, like, I know even later she's like, we're just friends. This is flirting. And she's welcome to flirt. She's a free agent. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But she is flirting. Yeah. Poor uh, Willow. That sucks. Yeah. Because especially it's like you, you are very much hanging out there on purpose. It's not just you happened upon. No, you were. You were, you were, were looking for this. Mm-hmm. Buffy is at the Double Meat Palace, kind of spacey, and mm-hmm. when she turns to talk to her boss, flash! Bum-bum. This is a doctor. And it, it, again, uh... I'm kind of surprised they didn't do more of that, of like, maybe it's just because it's too much of a trope of having people in her delusion be people in the reality. I think, yeah, I like it when they do this, because I feel mm-hmm. like it really sells. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just really it blurs the line. Yeah, like yeah. what? What is mm-hmm. the hallucination? And yeah. frankly, the one that looks—I mean, not just the—I'm saying dumb stuff this week. Um, here it comes. Ready? The one that uh, looks brighter mm-hmm. and therefore more fantastical, and also has vampires. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> feels less real <laughs> somehow i know it's shocking <laughs> did that happen? Uh, xander shows up at the summer's house mm-hmm. uh he explains that he didn't really mean to break up with anya oh. he just doesn't want to get married but he still wants to date that's kind of a and it's a weird assumption to make, Xander, that that was what was going on with what happened there. Uh, also, like, here's the thing, because his whole, if his whole thing is like, I'm scared about how I would hurt you mm-hmm. if we got married, how does dating change that? I guess he doesn't feel like he's going to get trapped in it. Yeah, it's, it, he, if you don't want to get married, then what you're saying is I want an out. Mm-hmm. That's not comforting. 
that's not comforting if you're dating someone. No, but like, I, mean, I, I want to not marry you because I'm not a thousand percent sure. Well, and I think a lot of it, you could you could make the argument that it's he's, he's not ready. And that's that's more what it is. It's not that like it's, oh, I'm I'm definitely ready to settle down and be married to somebody for the rest of my life. Just not you. It's more like, oh, I made this commitment and I was not prepared. But the end of Hell's Bells, the whole, he says the whole reason that like the old man's visions Mm -hmm. worked is Mm -hmm. because he doesn't, because it could be true that he could hurt Anya. Mm -hmm. The same could be true if they were dating. I guess it's possible. But I mean, I feel like from his point of view, what, what led him to that was like the years of feeling trapped and it being like an emotionally abusive relationship before it got to the point where, you know, he picks up the pan. I, I think he just wants to be cautious, not cut bait entirely. I understand that. I'm just saying it is insulting for someone to be like, I want to be with you, but I want an out. The, the counter that is so you, like, it's not that because we're so perfect for each other, we love each other so much, we're going to be together forever. But it's because, I guess I did sign the contract. That's what I'm saying, is mm-hmm. that, like, so he loves Anya. Yeah. We know he loves Anya. Mm-hmm. And even if they're dating, he like he's not saying, like, I want to date to see if we work together. He knows they do. He mm-hmm. knows that he wants to be with her. So, and he knows that he wants to be with her in a long-term capacity. Mm-hmm. He's not saying, like, I want to screw around on you, or <laughs> I don't, you know, I eh, one girl for the rest of my life seems crazy. He, yeah. he They were in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference? I mean, it's the, the, the feeling trapped for him. All right. Because that's, like, the pattern that he sees in his own family, that people are trapped together even though the love is very gone by the time he sees it like with his parents but because they dare not you know split up they just make each other miserable and everyone else around them miserable either way xander uh did not do this very well no that night buffy runs into spike in the cemetery and originally they're having a normal empathetic mm-hmm. just person to person talk yep. that friends would have mm-hmm. she informs them about sander and they talk about poor anya and this is mm. friendly yep. and non-sexual and then xander's gotta ruin it <laughs> god damn it xander xander he shows up with an attitude he really is shitty to spike and like it's like when Buffy first came back to life and, you know, Spike says, I fought beside you all summer. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been on their team. Yeah. And I get Xander is the heart of the group. He's mm-hmm. more emotional. So the fact that Spike tied up Buffy in the basement and has been obsessed with her is something that Xander has a hard, harder time looking past than mm-hmm. the others. But he's being downright rude. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of it is just like he's got so, so many like messed up emotions from what happened with what he did at the wedding that it's like, well, I can't be mad at Anya because she didn't do anything wrong. And hating myself can only get me so far. Ooh, who can I hate? Spike. Yeah, just take out your bad mood mm-hmm. on Spike. And it's, this upset Spike. So the two of them fight. Mm-hmm. 
just really Xander attacking Spike because he has a chip and can't do anything. I also kind of feel like he wouldn't. I feel like Spike's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to like kill this stupid kid, but also yeah. fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like he might give him one punch, but he wouldn't like wail on him no. the way he could. Uh, so Buffy starts seeing things again. She kind of eh, falls over, passes out. Mm-hmm. The doctor tells her Sunnydale is not real. That for the past six years, hey, we're in season six. You've been with us now for six seasons. I mean, <laughs> er, years. She's been in a mental uh, institution this whole time. And oh my God, this hit me so hard. Mm. Joy. <laughs> mom is there and mom and dad together as if they're still a couple yeah mommy and daddy still love each other and like that it's it's less about like seeing hank because oh it's hank it's hank but the fact that they never got divorced Mm -hmm. and joyce is alive (laughs) it's great two times two times we missed you two times (laughs) good old you're beautiful The Scoobies go to help Buffy and Spike. I love Spike. He's just like, oh, he's also very concerned. I'm like, let's yep. get her to my crypt. And they're like, no, we got it. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so adorable. Put a little ice on the back of her neck. She likes that. She likes that. And he's so quiet. She likes, she likes that. that. And it kills me because then I start, you realize that like, there was so much more to their relationship than what we saw on camera because we yeah, just, it wasn't saw just sex. like plump and grow. Yeah, but like they had a lot more yeah. intimate moments mm-hmm. that we haven't seen, and like, uh, yeah, meh, emotions. There's stuff. Here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's correct, Kristen. <laughs> Time for your medicine. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, <laughs> Buffy tells her friends about the hallucinations. This has to be hard. This yeah. would be something that, like, no, I'm, I'm going to keep this to myself. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going crazy. Yeah. And I don't want them to lock me up for real. Or maybe I'm already locked up. I don't, I don't want to be double locked up. Being <laughs> locked up and then being in my delusion to get away from being locked up. Getting locked up. It's like an inception oh, where you just keep, no like, worst. creating new realities that you keep getting locked up in. <laughs> oh. My head hurts. Oh, God. <laughs> Alexander's line, like, that we're not real. That's crazy. Why? Because uh, your sister is a ball of energy and vampires and gods. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I can't, I kind of wish there was a little bit more of that in this episode of like, and I understand obviously Buffy is not the vehicle. The character Buffy isn't the vehicle to do it with. But like, I feel like a lot more of the side characters, there could have been a more fun with them being like, well, yeah, this is kind of, we do live in a crazy reality. Like, let's look at this objectively yeah, here like, for a second. What have we done? What have we seen? <laughs> How many snake men? Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. Uh, when she's in the mental institution, the doctor tells her that, or rather tells her parents that in her mm-hmm. mind, she's created an entire universe wherein she's a hero. Mm-hmm. Sounds attractive to me. Yeah. It says Buffy rewrote her entire history to add this Dawn character. I like that. I that's, like that. That's cool. They bring up that when she died, that was um, a relapse where she got mm-hmm. better all of yep. a sudden. And that's why she disappeared from Sunnydale. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is persuasive. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah, if you look at like Occam's Razor. Mm. Yeah, it really is. And like, so I totally understand people that choose to believe like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, that 
them that makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is a persuasive argument. Have you ever? I went through a period. <laughs> He's so nervous right now. What do you think I'm going to say? I, I think you're going to say, have you ever assumed that nobody was real? <laughs> well, so like after uh, like Truman Show was a oh, thing, God. every once in a while it was like, if something happened, in particular, like if something bad happened, mm-hmm. there would be like, am I being punked? Like there was just this, that was this moment of like, maybe someone is just fucking with me. <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> Can really this many things go wrong in one week? Maybe this is all like a plot. <laughs> <laughs> then the cameras get revealed. Yeah, I mean, not not too much. Every once in a while, I'll see something when I'm like out walking around. I'm like, is this is this like a hidden camera prank? No, that guy's just all right. Okay. That guy's just dressed up as the Statue of Liberty. Not selling anything. Just, <laughs> just walking around. Walking around. It is April. It <laughs> was a day at work. Um, and this was soon after... Uh, so our, for listeners, our work used to just have like zero windows. It oh, was yeah, just yeah. a cave. Um, and we recently went under renovation where now one wall is just windows. Yeah. And soon after those windows were revealed and we were all basking like, sun, there's sun. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we're looking out the windows one day and a guy's just walking down the sidewalk dressed as a Yeti. Mm-hmm. Full Yeti costume. Yep. No explanation. He stopped and he waved at us. And we're like, <laughs> everyone's, do you say the Yeti? Do you, you say the Yeti? It's a fucking Yeti. And just clarify, we're pretty sure it wasn't an actual Yeti. He <laughs> was kind of tall. He was kind of tall. But he was I mean, very friendly. And yeah. if I know anything about Yetis, you're not. I mean... You never saw To Catch a Bigfoot starring Meatloaf then. <laughs> I mean, even in Rudolph, he wasn't a nice guy. No. So if you do want an argument for the, you know, that's the idea that Sunnydale is real, mm-hmm. I give to you the trio. Yep. Buffy has no idea what's going on here. Yeah. There are several plot lines that she has not witnessed to mm-hmm. in every season. Yes. So it seems like... I guess you could make the argument somebody has a delusion and they talk about what other people are doing that they wouldn't have any knowledge of. But it also seems like you're putting a lot of effort into writing those scenes then in your head. Yeah, this is my main argument for Sunnydale has to be Mm -hmm. real is like so much happens, not just without Buffy there, but specifically needs to happen without her knowledge so that she's Mm -hmm. surprised by it later. That, yeah, to me, that's Sunnydale's real. (laughs) Uh, but what if it's not? <laughs> uh, so Jonathan suspects that Warren and Andrew are hiding something from him. Uh, and uh, yeah, because one of those guys is a murderer. Yeah. So I wouldn't trust him either. <laughs> Seems like sound logic. I think so. Willow found the demon. Quickly. It was. It's very early in the episode. Usually it's the very end where they figure yeah. out what the demon is. It's like, is this what? Yeah, we looked through all the books. <laughs> Uh, She says, it's poker has an antidote. Very convenient. And I don't think ever happens in nature. You just have antidote in the fangs. You can make it. Which is what she does. I guess. The way it's phrased is like, you get poked with the poker, but if you take the poker, you can just like open up the other part and like, "Mm -hmm, antidote. Oh, no. I feel like because she has to go to the lab and brew something up. It's like the whole idea, like, if you find, you know, the monkey that started Outbreak... Then we can make an antidote. He was Dustin Hoffman. (laughs) 
meanwhile, Buffy is just so depressed and sad. Oh, sad Buffy. In this other world, you've got two parents. You don't have to maybe die young from... You never died. No. You you didn't get ripped out of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you don't have to maybe die young from fighting vampires, which is a calling that, like, you're cool with now. No. But, hey, it would be great to just, like, have a life and also not work at the double meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't get sex shamed in a balcony. Or uh, sleep with Parker. And stupid eyebrows. And stupid eyebrows. Yeah. I mean, I think just like the idea of like, I could just have a normal life. I think that's the most appealing thing. All aside from her mother being alive. Yeah. Like that, that's the thing is like, mom's alive. I can just have a normal life. Yeah. Oof. And Willow tells her it's not real. You're not in an institution. You've never been in an institution. Think about that. I really like this scene. Mm-hmm. I I mean, like, it's very grounded in reality mm-hmm. that, like, yeah, if she had, when she saw her first vampire, yeah. it would make sense that you would freak the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And the second you tell someone, like, uh, I think we might have a big problem. Yeah. Like, you might have to seek psychological help. And this, of course, I mean, this is, really hammers home for her like what i this could be true i could still be mm-hmm. there so this this sends me down a thought rabbit hole and come with me if you will come along <laughs> so i always wonder when watching this app and i don't believe it's ever explicitly said mm-hmm. what does the poison really do is it different for everyone that's i think that's the most logical thing to me because like, the specifics of making you think you're crazy and your reality is a delusion you made up. Like I guess there's ways it could apply to different people, but I think it's more generally, like, it's something that, that, that displaces you from your own reality in your mind. Mm-hmm. Like, something as, as general as that is, like, that makes you not believe reality, and that could manifest in different ways, I think. Yeah, I just, I like, I, like, could it be, like, it plays up your biggest fear? Like, is this mm. something that Buffy has been worried about, especially given what we've just learned about? Mm. She used to be in an, in an institution. Is this, does it play on that? Does it do the opposite? Mm-hmm. Does it give you, in your head, what you want most, mm-hmm. and therefore trap you in your own head because that fantasy is so appealing? Or is it more... Uh, advantageous from like an evolutionary standpoint uh for demons granted but of like does it just find what is the delusion that will make this person the least amount of threat to me i mean and i feel like that's how this is definitely a great weapon in that if if it takes whoever Mm -hmm. you you poke Mm -hmm. and and poke in the mudroom Welcome to the mudroom, folks. Um, if it, it takes that person and like causes them to want to live in their mm-hmm. hallucinations so that they turn catatonic, well, it's easier either to kill that person or to run away. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, it'd be interesting to figure out like just what 
are the specifics of why this hallucination. Mm -hmm. And it's also interesting because, and I guess you could always say Slayer physiology or whatever, that it takes so much time to really like fully kick in. Right. Like, so is this a demon that like likes to torture its victims in some way? Yeah. Or is it just used to like fighting bigger enemies that it then runs away from? I like to think Slayer, Slayer immunity. Mm-hmm. She's just too strong for that shit. <laughs> I don't know. This sent me down a rabbit hole of like, what would it show Spike? What would it show Willow? What would it show Ooh. Xander? I have to think they would all be different because yeah. those three people, to our knowledge, have never been in a mm-hmm. mental institution. Yeah. So like, would it show Spike something to do with Drusilla where he's a total badass and he would totally want that delusion? I think what it would show Spike would be like him being a famous poet. And like Drusella is his wife and it's the 1800s. Yeah. So that, is it that? Is it that it shows you something that you want, mm-hmm. like your id, something that you want so bad? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more of that than something you fear that it's, mm-hmm. it's this, I, it makes the fantasy so attractive mm-hmm. that you're like, that's better. Yeah. I want that one. And I, I also like the idea of when it does this because, you know, human brains are so complicated. It's never like too easy. Mm. Like it would, if it was it'd be one thing, if it was like, yes, it's it's you know, Joyce and, and and your father, and also everyone from the show is here, and they're your friends too, but they're like cool versions, and, and everyone's happy. And a million happy. dollars, and, and also, a puppy. Ice cream is free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Xander is forced to hunt Waxy Face with Spike, mm-hmm. and I like <laughs> Spike talking to himself like, sure, you know, if she's crazy, it would explain my chip, my falling in love with her. Mm. And he kind of like lets go the fact that like they had sex. I was like, oh, was, uh, alternate fantasies. I didn't say anything. <laughs> well, like Xander is so powerfully in denial. No. It, until he literally like, I'm, I'm, I'm frankly shocked in the next episode. He kind of gets what he gets. J- anything short of like seeing full penetration. He's going to be like, well, I don't know what's going on there. Well, he straight up finally says, like, I don't want to know that. Yep. <laughs> like, no, total denial. Shut mm-hmm. that down. Uh, so they they find a thing and they fight it. And this is a great fight. Mm-hmm. This is... Spike is going to fucking town yeah. on this thing. Uh, I They shoot it with two tranquilizers and it's still going to fuck down. <laughs> You're just like, fuck this shit up. Get him. <laughs> He's got, the, got, got a great high kick. He does the mm-hmm. whole, like like leg over his head just yep. like fuck you mm-hmm. love it Don tries to connect with Buffy at home and Buffy is <laughs> I should be taller than you <laughs> I mean why though <laughs> I mean you've seen that happen though where siblings like are of different ages and the oldest one isn't automatically tallest you know people don't work that way it's just like <laughs> you don't just keep getting taller and taller and taller you took the SATs you should know kind of a little bit or how did she oh. <laughs> she was in the hospital she never took them uh, that's why she got such a good score she wrote all the questions <laughs> Joyce tells Buffy, you don't have a sister. <gasps> uh, she says, you know, you're her little girl, our one and only. Ain't that tempting. Mm. You go with mom and there's no more monsters and mom's there. <laughs> you have to deal with Dawn's bullshit. <laughs> but poor Donnie. Yeah. She clearly said something mm-hmm. during her delusion that Dawn's just... Her face, and she goes, I'm not even there. Mm-hmm. It's like your perfect fantasy of, you know, and I'm not 
Mm-hmm. I don't exist. Poor John. Oh. Oh. The, the, this is so much more effective to me than mm-hmm. like the get out, get out, get out. And yeah. the, the, the tank for me. Yeah. Paints, which, yeah. again, she's young, but she's 15. She's not that young. So like, yeah, this and, is more effective to me than just mm-hmm. super calm and just, she looks like a volcano that's mm-hmm. about to burst yeah. with tears or anger. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just the single tear, single tear down her face. Oh, poor Donnie. It just, oh, it got me. Classic single tear acting. I just want to be like, baby, she's not in control of this. Like, no, baby, the Scoobies aren't there either. It's not personal. Uh, And then badass Willow. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. She stabs Waxman's arm and breaks off his poker. She's like, break, pop. I like the the, that she like triggers it. Yeah. Yeah, she's fucking awesome. (laughs) Immediately, I'm like, oh, shit, you got to do this without magic. Call Tara. Yeah. Like, this is going to take forever. <laughs> well, good thing she didn't. She didn't. And I also props that she didn't in this moment say, like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to use magic this yeah. one. So she's like, nope. <laughs> well, go here I agree. Later on in the episode. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll get there. Or you might die. Uh, she gives Buffy a tea to drink to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. Normal. Again. Again. <laughs> I really... Part of me wants to go to the parallel universe where every title of every episode, TV show, movie, somebody says to the camera with that intonation of normal again. <laughs> and then he goes back into the scene. My daughter's been taken. <laughs> Looks like I have to go see The Godfather Part 2. <laughs> Spike. Spike ruins it. <laughs> he ruins it. Fucking Spike. Because she, uh, he, he tells her that she has to live. Okay, that's a stretch. But there are some parallels between this conversation where they talk about once more with feeling. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, he's he's just spent the evening getting Buffy the antidote, mm-hmm. putting yeah, kind of his life on the line, and she she's. Gonna be a bitch here. (laughs) (laughs) She got, but she's sick. She's sick. She's. I mean, like earlier, she was very polite. The next episode, Mm -hmm. she'll be fine. She's just. She's very sick. Um, but she's. She gets kind of bitchy to him. Just get out. And so he lashes out, and he tells her that if she got over her pity party and told her friends about him, they might accept her and she could be happy. Mm -hmm. Or if she told them and they drove her out, she could be happy with him. Uh, either way, she's choosing to be miserable mm-hmm. because she's a fucking martyr. Mm-hmm. She's addicted to the misery. Yeah. So he gives her an ultimatum. You tell your friends or I will. Mm. I I feel for Spike here. Like, I feel for him. I mean, for, to love someone who's afraid to be seen with you mm-hmm. or, excuse me, ashamed to be seen with you. Ouch. Because yeah. I mean, like, that is worse than someone saying, like, I can never be with you. Mm-hmm. I don't love you. Like she does in season yeah. five. That sucks. It sucks more that that person will be with you, but they're ashamed to be seen with you. It's like you're, it's not even like I don't see you as an equal or I don't see you as worthy. It's like I don't really see you as a person. I see you as like an object I can use. Yeah. And it just like, and like a gross object. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, like you're you're the porno I snash snash I stash underneath the bed. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, so she, this, this affects her. She's very upset. And, you know, this world might suck. So I'm going to. This is how bad their relationship is. She rejects all of reality <laughs> because of how bad this relationship is. Kind of. I mean, not I really, mean, but. I'm no, sorry. You're right. I, I'm like thinking about like what he says about mm-hmm. like, if you just told your friends, no matter how they responded, you could be happy. And I'm going to argue, nope, mm. this is a persuasive argument, but no, that's not true because no. they do find out and they don't drive her out, but she still feels bad. Mm-hmm. So she's not happy. And if she was with him, she's not proud of it. So yeah. she's not going to be happy. Well, I guess the, the, the stronger point, I think what he was kind of getting at, but didn't necessarily articulate exactly is there's, a chance for you to be happy if you were to tell them. There is no chance if you don't. Fair. There's no chance that the status quo is going to keep you happy. Yeah. So she pours out the tea and she tells the doctor, I don't want to go back there. Uh, and he tells her, you have to break ties with the things that you want in that reality, uh-uh. i.e. your friends. So she knocks out Willow and Xander and drags them down to the basement. Uh, and then she goes after Dawn and this is cool mm-hmm. like this becomes a horror movie sequence yeah. but reversed where buffy's the fucking killer mm-hmm. going after the little girl but buffy's our hero but she's not the hero. this is great yeah. this is so well done this That's is always fun. like there's this a kind of similar thing that happens in angel with wesley and i really like yeah. that, that <gasps> that's a great episode, episode. Yeah. yeah i love when shows can do that yeah oh you get so torn <laughs> Uh, so she gets Dawn too, uh, and she releases the demon and then hides under the stairs. And she's just going to let the demon take care of this for her. Very passive-aggressive way of handling it. Come on, there, little Miss West Craven. Get out from under the stairs. You're not the people under the stairs at all. No, because she's one person. Oh, I guess no, right. two, because now she's a two-rail after it. Whoa, double the Buffy. Luckily, Tara stops by. <laughs> And okay, I'm I'm sorry. I totally understand making an error. You don't want to relapse, even when like you're first tied up. You don't want to relapse when your friend is being killed by a monster. Maybe relapsing into magic isn't the worst thing possible. At this point, Willow is still gagged with her hands behind her back, right? Yeah, but I I kind of doubt there's nothing that Willow could do. Okay. Because she's shown like the ability to really like summon stuff out of nothing. Really? 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 Say it with a gag. It's fine. Oh, that's what's happening. (laughs) I was making noises. Booty bop boop. (laughs) Um, So this is great. You know, Tara comes downstairs and does cast a spell to release them. Um, but Buffy trips her, and the demon's going after them. And Xander is begging for her help while also, you know, being attacked by this demon that Buffy released at him. Uh. And meanwhile, crazy Buffy in the hospital is so believable. Mm-hmm. Like the way she hides in the corner and bangs her head against the wall. Poor Buffy, stop. And Joyce. <gasps> Joyce. Oh, I, she's so supportive and wonderful. And I just. Oh, good old two times. Two times. Well, I, no times. No times. It didn't happen. All the times with her hubby. You'd oh, hope. I hope oh. they have a good sex life. I hope um, more than two times. 
she is so wonderful here and mm. like I kind of want Buffy to go home with her. This is mm. convincing where you're just like, oh, you could have, you just, mom's going to make it better. I want to go home with Joyce. Like, just mom's going to make everything better. I am curious to find out what, like, the the end thing is. If, like, does the poison eventually kill you or you just, like, mm. lost in the delusion or whatever that the monster creates, assuming that that's mm-hmm. not actually reality. What is, like, the end? Do you just, like, that's your mental state forever now and you're mm. just zonked out until you die of whatever Starvation. exposure? You know? Dehydration. Yeah, my argument would be either the demon kills you because mm-hmm. now you've, you're have you helpless or, yeah, you go completely catatonic and you die of dehydration. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's good for the demon because it's just an easy meal. Yeah, if he can find you. I mean, she's, I mean... Well, and that's... I. I'm kind of glad they don't touch on it because I feel like there's art enough in the episode you don't need it. But I, part of me wonders, like, is there a psychic link? Is the demon oh, somehow interesting that he can involved tell where she in is. it? Yeah, or like shaping the the myth in some way? Because towards the end, it definitely gets like very intense with like the mental institution stuff, where you could even make the argument that maybe it's the demon trying to like like force that bond oh, to save himself. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, just this. So this dilemma back and forth it's just really it's visceral like you mm-hmm. just feel what buff this mm. buffy being so torn but joyce's advice here backfires yeah she says buffy you're strong believe in yourself right because she's a fucking slayer mm-hmm. and that's the harder choice for a strong person to make mm. and the choice where she will believe in herself yeah. as a fucking hero mm-hmm. And the way she turns to her mom and says goodbye. Oh, oh my God. And it's not just but the way. kill Joyce twice. Isn't Thanks it's a just, lot, Buffy. It, it's not even the way Buffy says it. It's Joyce's reaction mm-hmm. to it that you're like, God damn, Christine yeah. Sutherland. Some acting chops. And again, like, and we'll get there when we get there. But just the fact that scheduling conflict, she couldn't be around for season seven. Ugh. Oh, I know. So Buffy punches right through Ma- Waxman to the soft, gooey center. <laughs> Take that, wax asshole. There was definitely a candy that was like that in the 80s, right? Where there was like a waxy thing that was goo on the well, inside. It was like the wax lips. It was like a Coke thing, right? It was like Coke bottles. Oh, yeah, the Coke bottles. Those have been around uh, forever. Blah, blah. Just like, it's just a wax bottle with this weird soda-like substance. I hated it. It was yeah. so gross. And like the most wasteful candy. It's just... It was like... First of all, you get it in a plastic bag, and then it's this giant wax bottle for, like, a sip of Coke. It's not even Coke. It's like... <laughs> well, you're going to use the wax to seal your letters. <laughs> That's what we do. We'll be right back. <laughs> anyway, this last, this last scene. Oh, uh, uh, God. Here's... This is, the, this is the one that's convincing. This is the one where you're like, yeah. okay, maybe this really is the thing. Maybe it's all in with, your head. With just, like, the, the editorial choice of ending it on the asylum... And again, this That's is a strong if her argument for Sunnydale is like there's all this stuff happening in Sunnydale mm-hmm. that Buffy's not privy to. Here's something happening in the mental institution that Buffy's not present for. Mm-hmm. So this reality goes on without her. But how are we seeing a, a like fear in Buffy's head? Is that what we're actually seeing? Yeah. If 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 we don't want to say that this is the actual reality and the whole show is a delusion, then this would have to be something. Yeah. So what do you think of this one? 
Uh, I think it's really good. Um, like I, like I said earlier, my only, uh, uh, disappointment really with the episode is that they didn't do more like fun stuff with more of the side characters mm-hmm. of like kind of commenting on how weird their world is and using that as like a great springboard for like just conversations about like how messed up their lives have gotten mm-hmm. and all the things that they've done. I feel like that just like a two minute scene of that would have been fantastic. I think it's a great episode. Um, I don't rewatch it often because it's a downer. And it's like that, it's like it's so, so twisty. And that's just, the, I mean, like it, it's very persuasive mm-hmm. in the idea. Like I love the question this brings up. I mm-hmm. love how it makes you question like, uh, what is reality? Mm-hmm. It's a big question there. Um, and, and it's very persuasive in the way it does that. I don't like that because I don't like it telling me that this thing that I spend all this time loving and thinking mm-hmm. about and recording the podcast about um, was all in her head. Like mm-hmm. it just, it, it's, that's not an ending that I want to go with yeah. because it's a bummer, yeah. but it is interesting and cool and like a great exercise in writing and mm-hmm. theory and just fucking with my head. And of course, there's just like that, that whole other element of it's just an interesting way to kind of, in a, in a very meta sense, analyze the mm. idea of a show, a series, storytelling in general that like, if we're being honest, this is all a story in a bunch of people's heads. Mm-hmm. None of this actually happened. Oh, that's interesting. These are all stories. Very meta. And what, what purpose does that serve us as the audience? What purpose does it serve? Buffy as the character if she's created this whole world for herself. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, uh, we need to take a break and hear from our sponsor. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of going to various stores only to find all the small items are out of stock due to theft. Cameras have to be monitored and guards have to be paid. There has to be a better way. I have found it. At my new store, Steel Breakers. Nothing will be stolen. Our one door for you, the customer, is only four feet high by two feet wide. And we sell nothing that fits through that door. What do we sell? A California King mattresses, carnival prize jumbo stuffed animals, and motorcycles with attached sidecars are just some of our items. What don't we sell? Twin bed mattresses, claw machine stuffed animals, and sidecarless motorcycles are nowhere to be found. What? That's right. No kleptomaniacs like you will be making the fool of me any longer. Oh, so you remember me? Yes, I remember when I forced you to confess to your grand larceny, little Miss Donna. Okay, first of all, it's Dawn. Second, I came to your other store to apologize and return the bracelet I stole. You didn't force me to do anything. Also, third, stealing a $13 bracelet isn't grand larceny. I'm pretty sure you don't know what that word means. Irregardless. I have created the perfect store. No more stealing. Our selection of inconveniently large items are not getting through that door. For your convenience. But how would I get my purchases out of the store? Why? What are you planning on taking? Well, it's a store. I can buy things. Keyword buy, yes. 
Okay, so how do your customers get things out of the store? Ha! You can't. But, but how? Damn it, Dawn. No, not today. This isn't complaining that my sister has to save the world without me, or wanting to kiss a vampire jock, or wishing that none of my sister's adult friends would ever not be hanging out with me. I have a legitimate issue here. Your store is terrible. But, 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 it is. Why would anyone go to a store that they couldn't take anything out of? Isn't having only one door that is of a really small size against the fire code? How do you get the items into the store in the first place? Is it just a showroom with products delivered later? If so, why is the store preferable to online shopping? How does this store's concept help a customer? Isn't this selling a solution for store owners as if it is an enticement to customers? And what is up with your selection? Do you expect people to ride out in a California King strapped to the back of their chopper with a giant Furby as a co-pilot? Oh, no, they can't because nothing fits through your one door. But no one can steal. Get out, get out, get out. But this is my store. Oh. Fair point. Bye. So uh, come down to uh, Steel Breakers. Nothing will be stolen. It's time to put normal again back on the shelf and open the books on entropy. First things, when you Google entropy, mm -hmm. don't assume that it's just going to give you the Buffy episode, even oh. though at this point, Google should know for me <laughs> just no add Buffy. Google has enough metadata on you <laughs> just add it to the end of you. so i got a uh a lot of sciencey stuff mm -hmm. and then i fell down that rabbit hole yeah the whole um, heat death of the universe expand on that well like part of the whole concept of entropy and sorry if i'm misexplaining any of this like the the things will always fall apart that's why there's the inevitability that the universe will die of a heat death because heat necessarily dissipates and everything's going to become cold and die wow that's dark yeah fuck uh well i fell down a rabbit hole of kristen doesn't understand science speak mm, yeah so i enlisted some help from megan thank you mm -hmm. megan and she explained to me that uh entropy is a lack of order or predictability mm -hmm. yeah um and can be a measure of that so mm -hmm. that if you have a bunch of kindergartners standing in the line if you have like three you can maybe get them to stand in a line whereas if you have 30 they have a greater chance of mm -hmm. them just evolving into chaos yep and then like i i just picture uh what's his face from jurassic park explaining it to me with a shirt open oh um i think you're thinking of richard hammond <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. Stop it. You're ruining everything. I've got a T-Rex. <laughs> you ruined my brain now. <laughs> oh, what a lovely memory you've ruined. <laughs> You're welcome. Take that, childhood. Uh, so the trio is hunting vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that is legitimately the start of the episode, but it sounds like you just wanted to say something. <laughs> you get out of it like, oh, they're hunting vampires on ATVs. Random word generator. Nope, this is a thing. <laughs> Why are you only using your talents for bad? Look at what you could do if you used your talents for good. So many fun hijinks. And this is, I mean, like, originally you're like, oh, well, why are you, this is a good thing. You're generally bad guys. Um, but they have a disc that the trio mm -hmm. want, uh, and they lose them, and oh no, but oh yay, 
Buffy's there. Yay. And she is able to do with just being a chick, mm-hmm. granted, an awesome chick with superpowers, <laughs> that these two, these three nerds on ATVs that do they do they launch stakes at you or do they just run into you? I don't know because it's just running into like I do not trust the three of these guys to stake a vampire with an ATV. They just wanted to race ATVs. Yeah, I don't like, blame Ooh, a vampire! Put the stakes on. Uh, so the trio is able to snag the disc while she's distracted. Sneaky little Warren. And Spike's just casually standing by while Buffy's fighting for her life. He's mm-hmm. just holding on to a vampire by the scruff of, the, of his neck like a puppy. Oh. And he again threatens to tell the Scoobies mm-hmm. about their relationship. I do like her response here. Yeah. I tried to kill them last week. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. They yeah. don't care. I feel like if they could get over that, this will be fine. <laughs> but I also love his reaction of like, oh... Well, then why would you sleep with me again? <laughs> What's Spike? Poor little guy. Oh, but then then there's a really bad ADR where it's too, on her back and it's just, because I don't love you. Yeah. It's like, why did, why did you get, you know, Zerb to record that in a rest stop bathroom? I'm like, I'm going to guess that there spell? was nowhere, like, they just had trouble with the mic. That Like, where they tried to place the mic, it was either in the shot. But, like, it's... Like, it's completely on her back when she says it. Yeah. So it makes, it feels to me like something they added later to be like, to clarify, like, this is Buffy, like, strongly making a choice, not just like, you just know, not, not saying She didn't anything. hear you. Yeah. But this, then this is great where like, when she's walking away, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, when it's on her, the yeah. vamp that she's fighting, um, hears Spike say, then why won't you sleep with me again? And the vamp does a double take. Mm-hmm. And then Buffy has to stay him. Yeah. Tara and Willow run into each other after class. And I love that Tara totally calls out Willow for running off last time. That's cute. Dawn takes Buffy on a tour of places she stole from. She's maturing a lot here. Like she's doing very well. It's it's really nice in this episode. Like she is nice to Buffy and seems Mm -hmm. like a character Mm -hmm. and like still has human flaws. Like this is the Dawn I want in she's my more, show. She's more of a a well-rounded, mm-hmm. fully realized 15-year-old yeah. as opposed to a pouty 5-year-old in a 15-year-old's body. Yeah. She exists solely to move plot machinations forward in bizarre, weird plots that yeah. are unnecessary, her butt stealing. Her butt stealing? <laughs> About her butt stealing. <laughs> you didn't know that's how she stole all of the things? She's like... <laughs> Okay, what did you say? Um, I, I don't know at this point. I'm just <laughs> fascinated with the idea of somebody stealing stuff with their butt. I was picturing someone stealing someone else's butt. <laughs> oh, oh, we both went very differently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she's taking she's taking stuff back. She uh, is taking full responsibility for what she did. She's not coming up with excuses. She knows what she did was wrong. And she says she's going to pay the the store's back and Buffy's like I'm gonna pay that she's like well like Don wants to do the right thing here and I love it uh Jonathan's working on something with the intent that once he's done Mm -hmm. he's going to cut ties from the rest of the trio I love that they call him short round (laughs) but you know not before they can betray him first because you don't trust a murderer nope Anya shows up at the apartment this feels so true to life how she's she's mad but like 
still sad and still misses him. So that mm-hmm. when he starts to win her over, it's almost like this fantasy fulfillment of she does. She wants him to apologize and yeah. say he wants her back while at the same time also being super pissed. Like that's, mm-hmm. that is, that is a breakup. That yeah. is, yep. A lot of conflicting stuff there. And then Xander <laughs> puts his foot in his mouth and he says, all I had to do was say something earlier. Oh. So he doesn't regret stopping the wedding. He just regrets doing it so late. Yeah. And that's not terrible. Like, it, yes, it, it, it yeah. would have been better if you had to cancel a wedding mm-hmm. to not do it on the day. Yeah. Any time before then, preferably as early as possible. Preferably you before have... you announce the engagement, because you were clearly having doubts then. Yes. I mean, best case scenario, yeah. do not pr- uh, propose to someone that yeah. you don't want to marry. Mm-hmm. That That's best case scenario. Next, just don't announce the engagement and yeah. break break up. Just don't mm-hmm. tell people. Uh, then just do it before the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Then the rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. The very worst thing you can do is at the altar. Uh, and she says, I wish you were never born. And nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And so she keeps making wishes. Shouldn't this concern him? Shouldn't? I mean, this is a world where they recently were cursed by a vengeance demon. But her last boyfriend, she cursed into a troll. Mm-hmm. Then we should just be like, mm, I'm concerned for my safety. He was very recently, he was still making comments, mm-hmm. nervous about her being a vengeance demon. Yeah, but I don't think he's he's thinking of it as just like the wish. Like, I think it was more that she was a demon is really what eked him out about it. Not so much the style of demon. And I think at a certain point when you realize that the wish doesn't magically come true at first. It's not going to. And you're just having a conversation. Because I'm sure in their regular everyday conversations, they both said stuff like that. Maybe not I as much. I wish I had a million dollars. Yeah. And then this wedding would be so easy mm-hmm. to plan. Yeah. Well, maybe some of the stuff where it's like she gets upset and says, those are metaphor intestines. Then it maybe starts to get a little like, why would they not be? Yeah. Though, in what way does that actually happen to my intestines? Mm-hmm. So she has lunch with Haley. Where Haley explains that, like, you can't curse him yourself. That's not how it works. You've got to get somebody else to make the wish for you. I love her description mm-hmm. of the curse that she casts on this deadbeat dad. Oh, yeah. This the, is the great. Paper cuts. That anytime he ta- touches a piece of paper that's not a child support check, mm-hmm. he gets little paper cuts. Yeah. I love it. That's great. That's <laughs> like the curse is about, like, you know, ripping out someone's intestines, yeah. but that lacks poetry. I mm-hmm. like this. Well, it, it also seems like applicable to the to the crime like it's he was a shitty deadbeat dad mm-hmm. he didn't like you know he's not a murderer he's not a murderer he's he didn't it's not even like he, somebody cheated on me or something where he didn't then, abuse his kids yeah yeah it's it's like yeah you're a real piece of shit you should feel shitty yeah you should feel a little shitty all the time yeah like Which, you, you, you shouldn't like paper be in immense pain for all eternity for the horrible thing you've done just like feel a little shitty i want you time. to feel shitty Buffy is making a huge breakfast. Uh, th- watching the scene. I fucking love breakfast. Breakfast is the best meal. I love it. And th- this is another great moment with Dawn where she's like, she recognizes that Buffy's just kind of 
being a little overachiever mm-hmm. here with yeah. making things okay. And Don's just like, she gets it. She understands mm-hmm. immediately what's going on. She's like, hey, I'm going to be okay with yeah. what happened in the basement. That's that's sweet. And it's like not too precocious where it's somebody acting more mature than they would at 16. But like, she's not stupid. No. And she's she's always, not always, she has a history of being sympathetic. When mm-hmm. Buffy came back yep. from the grave, she was she and Spike were the two that really only understood what Buffy needed to hear. Yeah. Um, so I, I appreciate the fact that she being sympathetic here. And then it gets even better that she turns into a real teenager mm-hmm. because Buffy's like, I want to hang out with you. Uh, and Don's like, well, it's like, Oh no, I'm cramping your teenage style. Yeah. Like, I love that. <laughs> and I think the, Super adorable, the line, syrups have kinds? <laughs> she looks so excited. Not even confused, but the like, <gasps> what a brave new world. What have I been missing out on? syrups in it. And she want, what she wants to do is join Buffy on patrol, mm-hmm. um, which makes total sense. And you such, live on the Hellmouth. Uh, such a better like character yes. arc to be like, I want to be like my sister doing this like hero thing. Then like, why isn't my sister hanging out with me all the time? Yeah. Not only that, but like her sister and all of her sister's friends. Yeah. And how many she, times have I been attacked by a demon or a vampire? Mm-hmm. Or like, I just want to be able to defend. I want to be able to defend myself yep. in a big city. And there's no demons there. Yeah. I can't imagine living on a hillmouth. I would be taking so much Krav Maga. Mm-hmm. All the Krav Maga. All of the Krav Maga. <laughs> And yeah, and I like it because it's both like it it still involves Buffy and like it it's still central on that sister relationship, but it's also independently about her in a way of mm-hmm. like like you said, I want to be able to protect myself. I'm not a kid anymore. This is something I should be privy to, and it'll get me closer to Buffy. This is like why was this not the thing from the beginning of the season? Why do they yeah. have to have all that kleptomaniac? I'm sad that nobody's hanging out with me crap it's like this is just such a better use of the character yeah this makes more sense at coffee willow catches tear up on the double meat monster <laughs> if i wasn't <laughs> I was before if i wasn't gay before oh uh. uh, i love it it's um and just seeing them together and it's cute it's gonna end super well oh my stop ruining my happy what? times it's gonna there's end so great. many sad times you just you i'm in denial i'm pushing it away we're not a, there yet. Do it a full on Xander to the uh, Spuffy experience. I don't want to hear this. Anya tries to get the Scoobies to wish vengeance on Xander. Oh, this is so much fun. It's so much fun, but it's also like, that's a dumb plan. Yeah. They're all very good people and friends of Xander's. So. <laughs> and they know not to make, like, careless witches. Oh, Anya. I just think this is a really nice statement on friendship. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that the show in general does show, like, just... It's the entire show is kind of like lesson. Here's how to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. You know, Willow was a junkie, no. and they were mad at her mm-hmm. for being careless and reckless and dangerous. No. But they still supported her and mm-hmm. and brought her back into the fold. Xander did a terrible thing for to Anya, and they don't support what he did, but they're going to support him. Mm-hmm. People screw up. He he. Just, you know, he's also going through a rough time. Mm -hmm. Buffy with the basement. They understand that it was in her head and what was going on there. And the Scoobies are always going to stand by you, 
even when you do something bad because mm-hmm. that's friendship. Yep. They don't condone it. They definitely don't condone mm-hmm. Willow's behavior, Xander's behavior, you know, Buffy thinking they're not real, yeah. but they want you to do better. They won't mm-hmm. cast you out. They'll let you know when you need to step up, but they're not going to make you step out. Well said. And I also like that Dawn learned yet another lesson this week that she's just like, I don't yep. use the word, the phrase I wish anymore. I yep. don't do that. Smart. And she's going to work off her debt. This is just a very good episode for her. I wonder if this was almost like, was this the writer's response? Was it like based on like the stuff they've been hearing from the fans? Because it just seems like this episode specifically is such a great course correction for where yeah. Dawn has been. And most it does of the seem season. like all of a sudden, like, like she just switches course. It's like, oh, okay, thank you. And I mean, you could argue that like older and far away was like rock bottom for her mm. or just a big turning point in yeah. her realizing that her actions have consequences. Mm-hmm. Growing up. Yeah. So Xander vents to Buffy. He's angry at himself. He wants to make it right. Um, and Buffy, you know, tries to tell him, like, just leave Anya alone. She, oh, this is not so the right good. time. And like, but I mean, I can sympathize. That's hard. Like, yeah. when you're the kind of person, like, I want to do something. I want to mm-hmm. make it better when the thing that you can do to make it better is nothing. Yeah, it's hard not to be active. It's, it's the same thing when you're at, uh, let's say a party and somebody's too drunk and you're like, Oh, I just want to like be near them. But like, no, you just need to give them their space and if somebody else kind of taking care of them, let them be the one taking care of them. Mm-hmm. So Xander's pissed and he breaks the garden gnome. Not the garden gnome. Not the garden gnome. How did they not even realize that? I mean, isn't that her sex tree? Yeah, like you didn't notice that gnome while you were boinking? You guys <laughs> really tunnel vision there. Trio got quite a show that night. Just, I mean, is that technically a three-way? A five-way. What? <laughs> Trio. Plus two. Uh, Xander thinks... One plus two plus one plus one. <laughs> Xander thinks uh, it was Spike that planted the gnome, which makes... Okay, so it was under his very favorite tree. Yes. But other than that, it makes no sense. Like, Spike has never shown the initiative to, like, get hidden cameras. He's decidedly to... low-tech. Like, he might... Like, when he had a gang, he had, like a minion film her but that's a lot different from like i'm gonna set up a hidden camera and a gnome and have you seen his shitty tv yeah no does he even have like the wga or whatever cables vga whatever oh you're asking me (laughs) the writers guild of america cables so buffy uh confronts spike and i would be very touched by this I could never hurt you mm. speech. Like, I could never do that. Yeah. And the, at first I'm like, oh, that's, oh, but, um, balcony sex shamey scene. No. Now, mm-mm. I mean, I think he thinks that's true, but he doesn't realize how some of the stuff he does hurts people. Yes. And that's, can't really. Also, I know what's coming. <laughs> so I'm just, <laughs> just, mm, it, just that we're gonna push it away and we're not gonna talk about it yet (laughs) oh boy uh so she rejects him again and this time he's pissed he tells her to get out he's very angry meanwhile anya's looking to for someone who doesn't love xander to make a wish against him yay oh hi spike I love these two together. He's looking for a numbing spell to dull his heartache, and she's got just the thing. Big old bottle of whiskey. Jack Daniels. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's Jack Daniels. No, that's Uh, totally a fake label. (laughs) It's not that. It looks a lot like Jack Daniels. It's Mac (laughs) Daniels. 
Meanwhile, Willow, Buffy, and Xander are trying to figure out where that camera came from. I mean, like, they know it's the trio. Yeah, like, really... They just want to know where they just want to see if they can figure out where the trio yeah. is based on whatever they're looking for inside this camera. Come on, Xander. This made way more sense than Spike. Mm-hmm. You were reached in there. Uh, Jonathan, what is this note? <laughs> <laughs> I love those. Uh, help me out. Jonathan reenacts a scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly yeah. what he does. Yeah. No, that, that note was very valid. <laughs> Okay. He does the disc mm-hmm. and it shines fire at a map mm-hmm. uh, and then the map catches fire. Yeah, of course it would. <laughs> I love the way Jonathan runs from the fire like a fucking Muppet. <laughs> like, ah! he's, even his arms are over his head. And he's, <laughs> he's just Kermit run. Whoa! <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Spike and Anya drinking together. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have so much in common. Yeah. They are both single. Mm-hmm. They are both consenting adults. Yep. Uh, both formerly evil. Mm-hmm. Neither one really human. Mm-hmm. Both fell in love with a human, kind of against their better judgment. Um, both like, have great hair. They both, they do have great hair. Specs are not that great. We're going to be honest. It is a helmet. Of bleach. <laughs> like it is. And what a helmet it is. <laughs> and um, Anya trying to get Spike to make a wish quickly just devolves into her opening up to him. Just, just like a great full-on bitch sesh between the two of them. That's what you need. This is... You and really I, I just... Mm, uh, Mike. Yes? Spike is so empathetic. Mm-hmm. He is so good at this stuff. When Buffy came back... He was the only one that she could really talk to. And at this point, he's he's giving Anya exactly what she needs right mm-hmm. now. He compliments her um, when she's feeling really down. And he you can see he's mm-hmm. making her feel better about no. herself. And it also makes sense that he likes her directness because Spike has no use for manners for manners sake. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. And, and it's really, he's one of the only people who could do it because he's not going to say all the platitudes that mm-hmm. everyone else would if they were trying to comfort yeah, he Anya, would, which she would just be so fucking No, if he with. didn't if he didn't really feel these things, Spike would not say this. No, He'd be he, like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I mean, he might be like somewhat polite of like, he's not going to say like, well, he made the right choice. Bye. Yeah. Like, he's not going to do that, but he's not going to, you know, compliment you with things that he doesn't believe are true. And I feel like this is the difference between sympathy and empathy. The Scoobies... Mm-hmm feel sympathy they feel bad for her spike is able to really empathize for her Mm -hmm. and for buffy when she came back because in both situations he does know exactly what they're feeling it just really enables him to connect with that person willow finds the trio's other cameras they got them on their work their school and so she's looking for more and more and now, like, if you've seen this episode, it's like a ticking clock. <laughs> we know what's going to happen. They're uh, going to start moving on. Moving on to Bone Town. <laughs> Anya. Anya's gotten, to, she's gone to full on just crying. And she says, what if he never wanted me? Oh, poor Anya. And Spike says he'd have to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to want a woman like you. So, Tommy, he sure plays a mean pinball. Got such a supple wrist. We've lost Mike. He can't 
<laughs> hear no distractions. Don't, don't hear no buzzing and bells. He's gone crazy, guys. I'm here alone. I need he, help. He plays by intuition. That, like, plays by sense of smell. Help me. We were talking about Buffy. <laughs> and and now I'm not sure what's happening. He's blocking the, the door. The, 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 the blind kid sure plays me pinball. He's smiling, but I'm nervous. What are we talking about? Yeah, Tommy. I'm still... Okay. Tommy. We're going to... Are we... Uh, okay. This pinball wizard. So anyways, Spike says you'd have to be deaf, dumb, blind at one like, like Tommy. You. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, guys. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're trapped in a loop. We're in the, the recursive... Infinity of the uh, Buffy insane asylums. He has a mustache, so he could be evil right now. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> what was that? Tommy, the musical, the Who, Pinball Wizard. Nope, still nothing. Okay. Really? Yeah. Nothing. Um, no. I'm trying to think. Pinball Wizard is probably the biggest number from that. It's show. a musical? It's a musical and an album by The Who. Okay. Um, Chris is in the other room. So mad at me right now. <laughs> You've never heard of Pinball Wizard? Um, Elton John did the movie version of it. Um, Pinball you're, Wizard specifically. You're making everything up. <laughs> I, this is, I, I am generally surprised you've never heard Pinball Wizard. Anyways, um, I feel like... so this. This quote from Spike, like, everyone should just write this down. Yeah. When someone goes through a ba- uh, breakup, just repeat this. It mm-hmm. is the best thing to say. What is that? No. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. And I do like this callback that, like, when she's talking about being tricked into falling for a human, she's just like, I even let him see my sexy dance. And you can see Spike being like, I... I- I have no dance. <laughs> like even the way he says it is so awkward that you're like, so you do. Mm-hmm. And when they get really close to kissing, Anya goes, "Can I see your sexy dance?" Like, oh, ah. And I also feel like that's important because at that point she's like, mm-hmm. I mean, she's drunk, but she's no. like not so drunk that she does not does not understand what's going on yeah. here, which is important <laughs> mm-hmm. because what's the theme of this season? consent and in this scene i am totally fine with this scene yeah i am so like no, I, it makes total sense they are two very fine consenting adults that that like they are yeah. both single mm-hmm. they are not so drunk that the, that consent becomes an mm-hmm. issue you do you yeah even if like this is not going to be really like if, if they had a relationship first off mm-hmm. that would be awesome because i want to see that oh that'd be so funny. it would work so well but it doesn't have to be a relationship if these two consenting mm-hmm. adults want to have casual sex wear a rubber and have fun mm-hmm. um i feel like the i feel like the show wants me to be like upset about this mm-hmm. because xander and buffy are upset about this i'm not xander and buffy no, can like slow their roll you have no possession over those people's bodies or their orgasms anymore it's none of your yeah, business like you and specifically because both of you were the ones who cut it off yes like <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> they they severed the relationships and so yeah like you there's you cannot take the the high ground of like how could you with that person or with the person i know or so soon or it is none like, of your business anymore like, no like you you guys aren't in a relationship right now or if you are it's only on your side of it from yeah. your viewpoint and you're the one that called it off you have no right to be upset about that mm-mm so the Scoobies and the trio both tune into the Magic Shop feed just in time to catch the show. The trio's reactions are fucking priceless. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan's just like, oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. And like, he, rep- he repeats it three times and it's always yeah. in the exact same cadence. I'm like, oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> and Andrew being like, he's so cool. I, I mean, mean, the girl's the girl hot. hot. <laughs> no, specifically, the girl's hot. Two, <laughs> which is great. Like I love his it. subconscious is not letting him get away with this shit. But the Scoobies, John catches Buffy's face and deduces that she had a thing with Spike, which I feel is a hop, skip, and a jump. Well, she um wasn't in the last episode. She alluded to something of like in sleeping with a vampire I don't even love, which you could have like marked off as like maybe her talking about Angel. When yeah. she's like listing the reasons why this can't be a real reality. Yeah. So I think it's just like, that was a weird thing. Eh, yeah. Whatever. Don might have filed that away for later. And, and then kind of like, wait a minute. Yeah. You're really upset about this. And I know you and Anya are not that close. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, and Xander pieces out and takes Buffy's axe with him. Oh, he opened up his own chest. He ripped out his own heart and <laughs> yeah! threw it. <laughs> You shouldn't actually wear your heart on your sleeve. <laughs> it's a saying you guys put back. back. <laughs> this is a huge mistake. Uh, so sober Anya's not so proud, it seems, no. of what she did. You're fine, girl. You yeah, got like, yours. It's okay. It's it's fine. Like I can understand if you're like, oh, maybe in, in retrospect, that didn't do what I wanted it to. I really just want to figure out my relationship. But like... Seemed like you were having fun at the time. You're and we've established she's a very sexual person. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's fine. And you're talking fine. about being bumpy in the right places. <laughs> but Spike also feels, he just, I, mm-hmm. I think they're more just, like, awkward. Like, yeah. I'm sober now. What did we do? And where do we go? And then, like, Spike, this is nice that Spike just has, like, a smile and a nod. And it seems like they're mm-hmm. both, like... Okay, so that happened. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Xander shows up to put the hurt on Spike. You do not have ownership over her orgasms. Not even like a lease deal? Nope, those are hers, and she gets to decide who to share them with. Uh, So he has to shame shame her, Mm -hmm. and fuck you. It's definitely like a different climate that would have been back then, where this isn't as like shitty of behavior in the cultural aspect. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, I understand emotionally where it comes from. Well, and it's not, he's not, I think, just shaming her. Like, yeah. this would be very different if it were just, like, another person. If mm-hmm. it was, um, who was the uh, hot guy from the birthday party? Oh, yeah. Todrick, whatever. Bland, I don't know. Bland, whatever. Um, if it was him, Xander would be hurt, but it would yeah. be very different. Yeah. Because it's Spike, who Xander really hates. Who, like, of people they know and spend time with, probably the person he hates the most. Right. And so he says, you let that thing touch you. I look at you and I feel sick, sick because you had sex with that. And then Spike's, I mean, and I get it. 
he his ego mm-hmm. at this point is so bruised. This again, this yep. is the suckiest for someone to be like, you're beneath me and everything and you're gross mm-hmm. and ew. So he strikes back with, well, it was good enough for Buffy. Oh. But then that's shitty because like what that does to Buffy. Yeah. Like, and he's then, been threatening it all along, but I didn't think he was actually gonna follow through mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. But I I do like that it's a little less shitty than it could have been other ways he would have done it, that it's more like an emotional, like yeah. knee jerk thing of like, well, fuck you. If he um, really did do it as part of the ultimatum or yeah, whatever, then that, that would be a lot a lot crummier. Not that it's great here, but No, I feel more for him here because it's mm-hmm. Because I feel bad for him that, like, everyone's treating him like he's something they scraped off his shoe. And yeah. fuck you. Like, I helped. He's done so much good. Mm-hmm. And then Spike go, starts to make a wish. Oh, it's so sweet. And Anya, tells you're him, the best. She's great. She's, oh, my Caulfield rocking it this episode. You know, in this episode, I kind of realized, like, you know, when you watch series, you always kind of, you know, develop your little series crushes. Sure. Of course, my... Number one, always going to be Giles. Of course. Uh, but, like, really this run through and this episode really clenched it. Like, Anya, Emma Caulfield's performance, I have such a crush on yeah. this character. Like, I think, honestly, it's one of those same things, like, the 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 way doing this podcast has helped me really appreciate uh, Tara's character more, is that the, the slowness of it made me really appreciate mm-hmm. the nuance of mm-hmm. the character a lot more. Of, of watching it, you know, an episode every week or two. Instead of, you know, barreling through like any any other time I've actually watched through the whole series. Right. So, I really, great job. She's wonderful. And then just as we're all good and depressed and nobody believes in love anymore and everything's the worst. Oh, that speech. It's like, it's hard and it's important and we need to do it. And it's very important. But can you just be kissing me now? Can we just skip it? Terry and Willow go back together and the Yeah <laughs> The end. End of series. We're good. We're done. Happy always. Forever. Ever. I love you always forever. Together. I know that reference. Yay! No Tommy. <laughs> Fuck you, Roger Daltrey, you piece of shit. <laughs> So what do you think of this one? Uh, really solid episode. Like, yeah, I, I, I love the Anya and Spike stuff, especially, but yeah, and it's also just a really great character episode. I guess there could be more monster stuff, but I'm fine without it. I think that the only thing that I could see people having a real problem with in this episode. Otherwise, like, I love all the character stuff that, mm-hmm. like, everyone who has some, and really everyone in, in the major cast has some kind of like major character moment of some kind in this yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. It's great. I think it's well done. It's, it's, it's one of those episodes where you like, you have to stop me like, wait, what happens in that episode? Cause it, it is a lot of cleaning up. Yeah. It's a lot of table um, setting. Yeah. And like, and furthering the arc of all the characters mm-hmm. without our usual like building the characters while this action is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't really happen. But it it is well done, mm-hmm. yeah. And this this time around, it's, I feel like more than other watchings, I've just been like, I am pro Anya in this episode. You yeah. do, you do you, girl. I don't 
I am not on Xander's side in this episode. No, like, and again, I think they do a great job of making both sides, like, I understand where they're coming from. Sure. But, like, definitely, I'm so much more siding with Anya, where she was just, like, blindsided by this. And, yeah, maybe she had some doubts, but it's become very clear that, like, her doubts were, like, well, this is stuff we're going to have to work on. As opposed to him, it's like, I'm not sure if this is going to work. Poor Anya. And lots of just everyone's, while everyone's furthering their characters it, it's all still in character yeah nothing not feels like jumps. something that people wouldn't do even spike yeah. and anya have had moments before where we've been like oh mm-hmm. and where they work. are in their relationships with other people and just in their own lives it's totally understandable that they both like want to seek some comfort mm-hmm. and a, you know friendly set of arms so you know where they have friendly sets of arms canada that's right we're going international now <laughs> Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, Das Rind Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. So, for this one, uh, normal again, kind of titles that just seem like I'm sure these were considered titles. They're very generic um, and fine. German for normal again, two worlds. All right. I That's get fine. It. French, adrift. Seems like if they wanted to go the one word, really artsy titles that don't tell you what the episode is, they could have done that. Okay. But Entropy does have a nice foreign title. The German title for Entropy is In the Chaos of Emotions. Nice. I feel like that is an art film Um, where someone like trapped in a box be like, ah. Ooh, uh, ooh, uh, doing like some interpretive dance. Is, is this means... because you're thinking of Will Ferrell's line, I'm in a glass case of emotions? Probably. That's probably, probably it. <laughs> now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. Well, by, by my estimation, there's only two contenders. I totally understand if you have the other one. But mine is the... Uh, the waxy demon. I just mm-hmm. anytime Buffy punches through something's chest to kill it, that's pretty badass. See, I didn't go with that one because like there's a lot of great fights with him. Mm-hmm. I don't like the killing move. Mm, okay. So I, I gotta give it to double take steak. I I, I really I, that's what I, I thought it was gonna I mean, like a good comedic opening vamp mm-hmm. steak. But second place, Taryn Willow Slay Heartache. Oh boy! No, you're supposed to cheer for that. Say so, yay! Oh uh, yeah, yay! Yeah. We'll just edit that back in to, sure. the, to like five seconds ago. Got it. We do a lot of heavy editing on this. I'm actually just a series of three sound clips that are moved around. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off scene red and villains. When we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.